welcome to another exciting episode in which Middle-Aged Gaming celebrates its one-year anniversary. Hosts Adam, Antoine and Phil, along with special comments from Crean, who's absent, analyse their past, present and future games that deserve an honourable mention. Which exciting games have caught their attention and can they sell you the gaming experience in just a few minutes? Antoine looks at Steins Gate, Anno 1880 and Scarlet Nexus, whilst Phil focuses on Nine Parchments, Vermintide 2 and Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Finally, Adam regales his experiences in Windbound, discusses Ghost of Tsushima and finishes with Horizon Forbidden West. Hello out there, middle-aged gamers. It is me, Adam, and today is our one-year anniversary to the day of our first video for the podcast. If you're listening to the audio, that'll be one year tomorrow, uh, but I don't think we're going to have this out in time for that, but we'll see. But yes, today is the first, is uh, the anniversary of our podcast, basically. So uh, we have a little special treat for you guys. Unfortunately, Crean could not be here today, uh, but we've come up with a little solution to that. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it's going to work out. Okay, so uh, Antoine, would you like to introduce the theme for our one-year anniversary? Or Phil Absolutely. would like to introduce it. <laughs> uh, uh, Phil, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were deciding, looking, uh, because it's been a year and we're looking at uh, the past and the present and the future, where we're going to go in general and real life and all those depressing middle-aged gaming hopes and dreams that are lost as the year progresses. But which games did we, uh, have we enjoyed playing? Which games are we currently playing, whether we're enjoying it or not, because you're probably only playing one game currently anyway. And which games are we looking forward to in the hopefully near future? Yeah, I hope nobody's picked a game that's due out in about 12 years' time. That wouldn't be too good. Uh, but par uh, pa pardon? But Antoine, you're going first. <laughs> uh, you're going first with your choices. Excite us and amaze us or sadden my heart to the core. Well, you will see, uh, I picked up uh, three very, very different games, so I hope that at least you don't know at least one of them. For the past game I played last year, so just a little background is that I watched the anime of Steinsgate, or Steinsgate, I don't know how you pronounce this, but anyway, uh, that's a game which uh, was released in 2009, something like this, and then they made an anime out of it. I watched the... Um, the show was absolutely fantastic. I loved the series. And then I learned after that that there was a, a game. So since I already watched the anime from the first game, I played the sequel, which is Steins Gate Zero. So if you have no idea what this is, it's a visual, no no uh, a visual novel. <laughs> Come on. So you have very little gameplay, almost like zero gameplay. It's mainly the player reads through the story in form of passage text and dialogues, and you sometimes interact with your phone to choose uh, the branch where you want to go, because it's a story with multiple branches, multiple endings, and the, the, the story goes in very different way, good or bad. And so this is a sequel in an alternative future, and I really loved it because Steinsgate is kind of very dark, very dark scene. So in the if you watch the anime like me, the it finishes as a happy ending. But just before the happy ending, there's some kind of really uh, very dark revelation. Could be very depressing. Like the main character is almost you know, like cutting his veins because he's so uh, so depressed. And the Steinsgate Zero will start before the happy ending. What if the happy ending never happened? And what's gonna happen after that? So it's actually an extremely fun story very uh, very good and i really uh, encourage you to either watch the anime or play the games they have been like three or four games include the remaster i think um it exists in anime in video games in light novels even manga i think so as i said there's not much gameplay but the story really makes up for it and it's really good uh, these particular games were developed by 5PB and released in, in 2015. Since we have three games each, I'm going to quickly pass through it. And the game I'm playing uh, presently, so I'm just going to leave two seconds to Adam to change the video. Oh, sorry about that. 
all right. I'm playing Anno uh, 1800. I really like the Anno series, even though I have been disappointed with uh, the previous games. I know if you don't know, is a city building RTS, so real-time strategy video game, developed by Blue Byte and published by uh, a small studio called uh, Ubisoft. And it was, this one was launched on April 16, 2019. It's a Ubisoft game, so bad point is you have tons of DLCs, of course. Most of them being skin, skins of, uh, you know, like if you don't like how your ship look like, you can buy a, a DLC just to change the skin of your ship. Hello, Ubisoft. So I hate this part of the game. However, so this particular anno is taking place, as the title says, in 1800. So it's during the Industrial Revolution. And this one is much better than the rest of the series. Some of the games are very good in Anno. Some of them are really and not so good, like the one in the future. I don't remember if it's the 2204 or something. This wasn't so good. This one is particularly good. And apparently, even on internet, it's very often cited as the best Anno of the series. So if you don't know what kind of game it is, it's a city builder, basically. Uh, with a little bit of story uh, declined as chapters. Very few chapters. I think I reached chapter four and I must be uh, very close to the end. In any case, the story is, uh, story is kind of fun, fine, very little part of the gameplay. It's very sandboxy game. So it's a big sandbox game where you put a little bit of story just so that you have a red line to follow. And it's a very good game, and I'm going to finish it, I think, very soon. So after that, I'm going to go on to my future game. And uh, I guess right now, if you have, if you followed either my uh, streams or uh, this podcast, you, you expect me to say I'm going to talk about Tales of Arise. And no. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am going to do it soon. I'm going to start first with Scarlet Nexus for a couple of reasons. So Scarlet Nexus is actually very close to Tales of Arise, and you will see why. It's an action uh, RPG that you play on a third-person perspective. And so just as a synopsis, because I didn't want to spoil myself too much, of course I'm going to play it, so I don't really want to spoil it. Uh, you assume control of either Yuito, or so the guy, or Kasane, the girl. They are both members of the other suppression squad force, sorry, OSF, who are tasked to defend a city called New Imuka from creatures, I imagine aliens or something, known as the Others. That sounds fun. It's an action RPG, extremely classic. You will see the publisher uh, slash developer is Bandai Namco. And... Uh, Keita Izuka, uh, Izuka, the game producer, and Kenji Anabuki, uh, the game director, both come from the Tales of series. So I expect to have a very similar game as the Tales of, except it's, um, I don't know if it's really fantasy, more like steampunk or something. I'm not sure yet, but it sounds very fun, very much Tales of, that's why I'm very excited. And uh, a friend of mine played it, and you can't achieve 100% with one playthrough because you play the girl and the guy, and so you need both uh, to play both story to achieve the 100%. Not sure if it's if there's a big difference between the two stories. I hope so. That would be uh, very good for for replay value. In any case, he finished it twice in a week and told me you have to play this game. It's fantastic. Like, okay, what kind of game is that? It's kind of a tales of, but in even better. Sold. <laughs> Where is it? It's on every platform, included Steam. And it's, at least when I bought it a couple of days ago, it was in discount. So, All right. Uh, very good. Go. And that's for my three games. So the past was Tengate Zero. The present is Anno 1800. Both of games I really re recommend. And the future game is Scarlet Nexus, which I really hope I really recommend. And from the <laughs> feedback I had, uh, I guess I will. And I don't know, maybe I'll do a, re a little review or something if I really, really like it. All right. So your friend actually played Scarlet Nexus, the full game? I played the demo, but not the full game. Oh, yeah, the full game. And uh, he, he played it on uh, on computer, actually, and literally destroyed it. <laughs> Within a week, he played two plays through 100%. Uh, 
they are big gamer. I don't remember what kind of job he does, but certainly he doesn't do like 60 or 70 hours a week like me. So <laughs> I don't expect I'm going to destroy it in a week. Mm. So uh, I'm also worried, uh, not worried, uh, thinking about with, with Anno, you said it's kind of an RTS city builder. So mm-hmm. is it comparable to say Civ or what, what game would you compare it to? Uh, it's an RTS, so it's like Civ is uh, with little hexagons, what you can see in Phil's background, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it's literally real time. Uh, Civ is not real time. You know, like uh, Command and Conquer. See, you see the little unit on the map. Mm-hmm. So this is this kind of uh, this kind of RTS. It's um, City Skyline. Did you play City Skyline? Or I've seen it. I haven't played yeah. it. Yeah, I would compare to this kind because it's uh, it, in the end it is a city builder except that no one uh, comes with a battleship to shoot your city in City Skyline. So you have a little um, how can I say on your map you're not the only one. It's a map. Imagine Civ uh, starting the Civ uh, gameplay with uh, an island map. So plenty of little islands. You start with one island. You have you can but you have to colonize several islands because maybe your base island doesn't have fertility for coffee or cotton or bananas or something. So you have to colonize other island which has a fertility unit. You're not the only one. There's three AI on the map which colonize as well. Two of them which are beneath you, really. They are not very good. And one which is completely overpowered. Uh, one of the issues I had in this is that in a civilization, for instance, the alliance system is very well done and worked in this i know it's a catastrophe never do an alliance because the two weak ai are gonna try to get in alliance with you all the time the second you get in alliance they declare war to the very strong ai and then it's done it's finished because most of the game you have to trade between your your islands you know if you grow coffee here and bananas here you need to exchange all the time if you're at war with uh, this super strong AI was frigate and mono warship and cruise uh, like cruisers everywhere. Then it sinks your ship all the time and it's finished. And I had to stop my first game. My first game, I literally had to stop because of this. Couldn't trade and I couldn't train, so I was slowly dying off. So I had to restart after like eighteen or twenty hours. I had to restart just because of this. Yeah, that's really pissed me off. So you play this game. Don't do alliance. You don't do alliance, fantastic. No problem. The naval combat is pretty fun. Uh, there's always uh, a lot of balance uh, to achieve in your citizens' needs, which is a big part of the game. And yeah, I can't spoil it more than that because after that, you know, I'm really going to take the flavor out of the game. But yeah, yeah. you really have to balance your uh, your stocks. <laughs> All right. Uh, very good. All right. So, uh, Phil, you got any questions there? I know they. if you're look, watching the video, you're noticing that Phil and uh, Antoine, they can see Korean, but they can't hear him. So they're not quite sure what he says. Um, oh, dude, no, I, I just heard him. So okay, I heard it, heard okay it. so they must have heard it yeah, through my head. Very good. Then. All right. Yeah. I feel like this is the realm in which Antoine plays games, and this is the realm in which I play games. And there's like this big, huge chasm in the middle <laughs> between uh, where we shall never meet. With maybe, I suppose, Final Fantasy XIV just dotted right in the middle just as an outlier for both of us. (laughs) the middle of your Venn diagram. (laughs) The one game. That's good. We complement each other. Hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I can't really... I mean, I know it actually sounds like my type of game, uh, but it's hard to say from the trailers because you uh, you don't really get a gameplay idea. So, uh, I mean, Mm. it would depend uh, once you get into it how the mechanics work. I'd say watch a YouTube video first to see a bit how the game lay. Maybe not this game, but maybe uh, 1404. It's uh, I think it's the best of the series after 1800. You can see a bit of how it works. Mechanics are similar. Of course, it, of course, it improves on them, but the base mechanics are still the same. So. So just throwing out there, I presume 1800 is set in the year 1800 and 1440 is set in the year 1440. It's based on the 19th century. Oh, the 1340 <laughs> is based in the 19th century. No, no, the 1800s, yeah, and the 1404, 1404 is based in the 15th century, yeah. 
Okay. okay, so we're still getting forward. So next we'll have 806 and then we'll have 102. Oh, they, they, they have done 2070, which was okay. They have done 220 something, which was bad, which is a future one, unfortunately, because, you know, it was very, uh, I was expecting something like Star Trek-like or something, and it was, yeah, nah, not good. <laughs> very something, disappointing. I want something caveman level, you know, build a cave, go out, whack some rocks. Make some canoes. Oh, yeah. they, might, they might hear you, but I don't think they went very far. I don't know who... Minus 10,000. Mm. Could be fun. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Korean, come on. You're disturbing <laughs> us. God, you're so crazy, Korean. All right. But yeah, I think that's a good transition. I, I My finger kind of slipped on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to, I guess, Phil's videos then. Okay. All right. I tried to pick three things that I've not chosen uh, before, and I don't think I've chosen any of these to no, review. Okay, good. I was starting to get a bit senile with which videos I've chosen because you go through that decision process, and I'm like, this was an option, but then I end up not picking it. But yeah, Nine Parchments, I keep talking about Nine Parchments because uh, this was our uh, middle game from uh, Diablo 3 to Trine uh, with the misses. Uh, and actually, for on the Switch, uh, we got it super cheap. I, again, I said last week uh, we managed to pick it up for like 120 NT, which is like $4 or something crazy. Uh, and we end up messaging all of our family and friends and loads of people. And I've gone through this game. I think I've probably completed about 12 times by now and unlocked pretty much everything because it's it's a good game. And it's got replayability and it's a really good thing to get your friends in. You unlock a whole lot of different characters. Uh, and each wizard has different specialties, different spells. You've got like a selection of six spells, like lightning, fire, ice, <laughs> uh, death, life, and lightning. Uh, good, I remembered them all. Pretty good. I think you said lightning twice. Did I say lightning twice? You might not have, I don't know. <laughs> lightning, fire, water. Oh, steam. Steam. I forgot steam. Steam opposes lightning for some bizarre reason. Because uh, they all have like an opposing element. So life and death, obviously, uh, and fire and, and water. And then they decided that obviously the opposite of lightning must be steam. Not stone. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but it's pretty funky. As you unlock, go through, you unlock different characters. So uh, there's like an owl and he specializes in lightning. There's a cat that specializes in death. There's a, a, a female specializes in life. And they, they all kind of have these focus. Uh, and... When you have unlocked them, there's then four, three additional alternate skins for these characters. And that um, changes your starting spells for your character. And as you level up throughout the storyline, there's like nine boss areas. And when you kill that boss, you gain an extra spell. So you start with three, and then each time you kill a boss, you progress. And it's random, basically, when you kill the boss, it gives you three spell choices to pick from. So every game's completely different. You always end up completely different stuff. You can only be assured of what you start off with. You get character points. You set those character points in the different skills. There's three different trees. You can't fill them all up. Uh, and then there's like a prestige version. If you go and complete the game on hardcore level, as you complete the different missions, you get a gilded version of these characters, uh, which then can go up to like level 60 instead of 14. You can maybe complete two of the skill trees instead of one. Um, so I really enjoy it. It's quick, it's easy. It's uh, You can play it online, play it with friends, couch play. You can mix the two. You can play playing with a couch friend and uh, a couple of friends online. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funky, it's fun, it's lighthearted. And it gets tough when you get to those harder levels, the hardcore version. If your entire party wipes, then back you go down to the beginning level. Um, I think with most hardcore versions of that. Um, yeah, but I really like the synergy. Uh, it comes automatically with friendly fire on and there's no way of setting friendly fire off the only thing you can do is you can change the friendly fire mode so you can have friendly fire normal access normal you hit somebody they take the damage you can have friendly fire 50 50 uh, and then all of a sudden your whole party dies horrifically uh, from some miscast spell or you have uh, pvp damage entirely reflected back on the caster of the spell apart from aoe damage so uh, again you get completely different mixes when you get online and you play these games um, because depending on that damage setting, uh, depending on those damage settings, depends on how much you end up killing each other. Um, so uh, it is good. I do recommend it. I really recommend it. So that is what I played uh, this year, and that is my highlight of the game of this year. Old game, but it's really good. Uh, next, I'm going to go on to what I've been playing recently. Um, and the probably most recent game has been Vermintide 2. I played a couple of levels with Robbie. This happened because 
Baldur's Gate, I wasn't particularly enjoying Dark Alliance. Um, it was difficult to get um, people to play in the groups. The online match mo mode seemed to be broken. I, I must try it again just to see because I feel like if they repaired that and you're not sitting waiting around for like 15 minutes to be connected to a game, maybe I would go back to that. Vermintide 2 seems to have retained its player base. It is very, very similar in a lot of how the mechanics work and the gameplay works, but it's just got that more brutal to it. It's more, you know, I don't know just how the camera, the violence, the aggression, and like say, because it's like an older game, there's more content, there's more levels. They've released lots of little expansions. Yeah, I mean, I was loving playing the the Archer, uh, whatever, she, uh, Waste Rider, I'm not sure, the Elven character uh, was by far uh, my, my favorite because you could do some decent um, ranged damage. They all have ranged damage, but I think uh, that, that one has like the best skill sets for it. Uh, I think some of the others are pretty good, actually. Witch Hunt is pretty funky to play. Um, the Halberdier, uh, again, very similar. You have a starting character, similar to Nice Parchments in a way that as you level up, when you get to certain levels, you unlock new skins, and the skins change your abilities, your, your powers, uh, and work a little bit differently. So the second level for pretty much every single class is a ranged version of it, uh, which is kind of good. The, the elf is the ranger is the only one that starts with it, and I think their, their second two turns you into like a close combat instead. So it spins you around. I really liked it. I do mean, I need to start playing it a little bit more. Uh, and get back into it because I found some of the newer content that I've not really got into and I just got to I just unlocked it and I haven't been back to properly progress there was something that they did over the summertime uh, and it was like a new system where you ran through parts of the dungeon sometimes backwards uh, and they had a, a really really weird uh, how it worked was like specialty the zone areas and you had to like capture the flags and these flag areas had like six or eight different elements and they all changed the rules so yeah it's just extra ways of playing the game to keep it funny and i've not really got to play that so that's my plans and for the future which is the most exciting uh, and i have all of us i don't think any of us have picked this for anything and anything that's coming out but i know we're pretty much all gonna play it probably the only one game that overlaps all three of our interests to a high level and that is final fantasy 14 endwalker and i have to say i have not played i've not played properly in maybe about nine months i think uh, i think when i moved back to taiwan um, I was in a raid group until for a couple of months and then it just wasn't working out with my time, waking up early in the morning because they're American. I'm in Taiwan. The time zone was crazy. Uh, so I ended up stopped playing. I keep meaning to go back, but I just kept saying oh, I may as well wait for Endwalker to come out. And it's looking good. Level cap goes up to 90, as we probably can expect. Two new classes. The Reaper Summoner DPS type thing. You summon these shadowy creature things, and then when you're attacking, they they buff your damage. Almost sounds like druidish from the sounds of it, but they're they're more emo-y. And <laughs> yeah, they they said that they're going to take the the Dark Knight weapon, the Dark Knight Scythe weapon. So uh, and and they're going to be. It said they're going to be very Bloodborne style. Yeah, look at. It should be interesting. I hope it's not like the last one where they pushed Dark Knight and it ended up being pretty tragic for a while. Um, the other new class being the Sage, floating daggers, healing or buffing, breaking. I mean, I've never played some of the early Final Fantasies, but apparently a Sage never played like this. It was saying that in one of the Final Fantasies, they were a sort of like white, a, a dark light magic damage user. And the other one, they were like a, a buffer of some kind. I don't know, you guys played Final Fantasy earlier versions? I've never played a version that had a Sage class because that wasn't in Tactics and I don't remember it being in the first Tactics Advance and I don't remember it being in 5, but maybe it was in 5. But. Must be, yeah, it must have been in like the very early games where you had thousands of jobs. <laughs> oh, it said here, uh, Final Fantasy 3, where it was a red mage with ultra-powerful white and black magic and the Final Fantasy Tactics handheld games where they inflict status ailments. Okay, so they were in Tactics Advance. I just must have never unlocked it. <laughs> yeah, not, not interested. Um, so they are looking um, They're looking interesting. We do need a new heal class. I'm kind of excited. I'm going to get back into it. don't know if I'm going to get into raiding this tier. We'll see what they do with Red Mage. Last time they didn't change it too much. Uh, and then I'm hoping when it does come out, I will probably start doing a lot more videos and switch my interest to Final Fantasy XIV. And um, even before that, actually, uh, I'll probably start the game like maybe a, a month before and, and get some videos and contents out. Uh, but it's looking at male Vieira. They've caved in to the wine of um, Shadowbringers and now all of those people spamming male Vieira, male Vieira in every discussion chat that they do. 
have got their own way. <sighs> Cancel culture. This is additive. Yeah, additive, <laughs> additive, counter. Addit- additive culture. <laughs> it's the counter meta. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, you guys might be able to correct me on this. Uh, Loperitis? Loperitz? Loperitz? The new bunny beast tribe that's going to be in the new expansion. Oh, I'm not expansion. sure. L-O-P-O-R-R-I-T-S. Loperitz? I don't know. Loperitz. They're not moogles, so nobody cares. <laughs> they look kind of cute, though. They look pretty cute. Uh, they look kind of like the moogles from Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm expecting maybe uh, we might all be on. We might all be playing this game at the same time. And I've also decided that I might have to cave in and buy it on my laptop because I'm I'm desperately losing the war to uh, ever play on my PlayStation Five. Uh, at the moment, because I don't have seniority, and Ghost of Tsushima is apparently the only game that's allowed to be played on my PlayStation 5 12 As hours a day. So I figured that maybe I'll get it on the laptop, then I can play in here, and I can stream easier, and I can chat easier, and uh, I, I'm not, you know, if I want to play into the... I don't know, early hours for normal people. Normal people say, oh, I have a place in the early hours and keep the misses awake. But for me, it's I play in the daytime and keep the misses awake. We, we won't have arguments, so I can come down here and play. So, yeah. What do you guys think? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we have a question in the chat asking which data center are we on. Uh, we are on, I don't know about Antoine. Antoine, do you know which data center you are? Yeah, I mean, the European one, of course, because of my uh, my free companies in France. So. Ah, okay. Because I know Phil and I are on Crystal. I'm on uh, Moogle. Marlborough. Yeah. Data server switch. Everybody should come over. We should get some proper proper gaming on the go. <laughs> I can't remember. How does it cost? Like 10 Ten dollars, fifteen dollars, or something for the server switch. Well, aren't they adding uh, like where you can visit other server or other data centers? I know you can already visit other servers, but I heard there's something about switching where you can visit other data centers. Oh yeah, there you go. No, what? No need. Endwalker is getting cross data center. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. No, I'd love to play with you. It's just that if I I haven't played FF in nearly two years, so I would need one or two good months of playing to catch up with a story. Yeah, I haven't played in like two oh, weeks. No, it's just too, it's too, you come it's too and, and uh, Daddy will give you some money to make it a bit easier to catch up. Oh, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> oh, they finally got the Heaven's Word. Yeah, you can um, can also, usually our uh, Malbor is quite often a, what's the word? In need of players center. What's the word for it? Is it? A preferred server. I always get like a loading queue. But I'm always like 13. It's always a really yeah. small number. It's never like... It's just a generic loading screen. Yeah, I think normally it's a preferred... Oh, quite often it's preferred server. It's one of the weaker ones on Crystal. That and like um, Go- uh, Goblin and a couple of the others. So um, yeah, if you're, on a, if you're on a normal server, you can... I think it's free to transfer over to a preferred server at certain times. So Currently right now on Crystal, Goblin and Balmung are preferred. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> oh, that's usually always busy. I think it just must just change. Yeah, I don't know. Balmung's is, 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 Balmung, and uh, that's the one where we always get the the trolls. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, whenever I'm Balmung. in a group and there's somebody who's like harassing everyone, it's always Balmung. Balmung. I can't remember if Balmung is the that's either the the trade the trading server for gatherers and stuff, or it's the ERP server. I can't remember which one. They're the two B, the two B ones. Yeah. Balmung and Behemoth, is it one of them? It's the Brin, ERP Brinhilder. Server. Brinhilder. Brinhilder might be the ERP server. Well, Anton, any comments on Phil's three games? Um, just a question on Night Parchment. Uh, I don't think you talked about, uh, is this a matchmaking system or do you really need to have actual friends to play with it? Yeah, you, you just click the online system and it'll show you everybody else who's playing a game at the moment. So you can right, jump, so. jump into their game or you can set your own game up. You can have it with just your friends or you can have it just open in general with everybody. And does the system work well? Because I remember Dark Alliance, you were really annoyed with it. So Instantly, I've, I've never had a problem. Every time I've gone on, even though the game is super old, I think because it's just so cheap and so replayable, I've never had a problem finding um, finding anybody to play with every time there's a few games. Or you just make your own game and people will join. You can set the difficulty level and the, the damage rules and then just click it and people jump in, jump out your game constantly. I'm afraid I never play these kind of games, but thanks for showing it to me, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it kind enlightens of, me. It's kind of Diablo-esque. Mm-hmm. Just with a little bit more of a quirky... I was thinking League of Legends. Okay, but the gameplay is similar. Yeah. With the leveling up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. The, yeah, and it's, it's pretty funky how everything's really, really colorful. So you can really tell, like the yellow monsters, they take no mo- no damage from from lightning spells. So you have you can't just go pure lightning. So like the lightning character only has three lightning spells from one of his beginning skins. So you really have to mix up your party or level up, and you can take some buffs that, like, uh, you you still do maybe thirty three percent damage against uh, a lightning creature if you've tooled up your your maximum abilities. So. It really encourages having a mixed party and a fair few people. I was just laughing because there's a guy walking a very tiny, tiny bridge and somebody I know, just I, fell I, off. I, 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 the first time the, the trailer first. Every I'm time, like, no, probably not every time. Like seventy five percent of the time, where I've played that game and got to that part, somebody has done that exact same thing. So that's exactly what it's like, you know, because people, because <laughs> when you're walking between one area to the other area, they're being a bit reckless. So normally it's okay, and that's the one bit where you've got to be really tight with it. You often just see somebody go flying over the edge. So how, if you do die, what happens? Do you just have like a timer until you come back? or Yeah, your, your death pool respawns relatively close and you just get allies. The more allies that step in, the faster it comes. And if you're not oh, in okay. combat, the faster it spins around and it's fine. And I think when your whole party is dead, one person will resurrect with about half health. And that's kind of like your you know one-up um, power. And some characters have their own innate ability on their tech, their, their, their ritual tree, where the bottom one might say that when you die the first time in each combat, you come back to health with, with uh, you come back to with full health. So there are some options. Hmm. All right. Uh, isn't Balmung legacy? Yeah, I don't know. It might be. Hard to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Endwalker too. I'm looking, or, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh Trying out the Sage class, maybe try a new healer. The only healer I have currently is the uh, Scholar. So I might try Summoner. I might try the Reaper. Reaper Summoner. The problem with the Summoner is I don't really like when you have like the the, the pet bars for it. That's the one thing that stopped me really enjoying Summoner and enjoying um, what's the other one? The DPS. Oh, that's one. gone now. The monster bars. Yeah, you can still control those, though, can't you? The pet bars. Uh, the pets are now a spell, basically. So your pet will sit there and auto attack, and then you one of your spells will basically tell your pet to do its one of its three attacks. Mm, that's doable now, then. Yeah. So now, now, now the pet bar you have three things, and they're effectively treated as spells. They just so they've, they've completely neutered the class. They've, they've made it sort of new. They've made it very form. different. Um, and I'm hoping that they change it even further because I, I like the idea, like, you know, where you build up to Demi Muhammad and then you build up to Demi Phoenix. And I like that kind of build up and then you get this big thing. Um, but I don't think we're getting another Demi this one. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I, I think they've been trying to overhaul the summoner for a while, but they just haven't found a good balance because it was kind of based off of the uh wow warlock and the way summoners operate in final fantasy is nothing like the way warlocks operate in wow but that's the role it filled and and now they're trying to kind of give it more of its own identity so Mm -hmm. yeah but we'll see how that goes i feel like we could have dedicated the whole episode to final fantasy 14 though it could have been a way that we really wanted to (laughs) maybe (laughs) we will in the future maybe when uh when when inwalker comes out we can have a yeah the week before the week week before before it comes out we can have another uh, Final Fantasy extrava- extravaganza like what uh, Antoine and I did in the past. All right, so we good to uh, move on to my games, I guess? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, uh, very good. So my first game, the game that I played this year that I really, really enjoyed was Windbound. I've talked about it several times. I've reviewed it once or twice. Um, but I, I don't know. This game just really kind of clicked with me, and I really enjoyed it. It was made by, let me get it up here. It was made by uh, Five Live Studio and published by Deep Silver. It came out on August 28th last year. So it came out like just before we started podcasting. Uh, but it sat in my backlog for a little while. And then when I finally got to it, I really loved it. I It was one of those games that I had a really hard time kind of putting down. Um, but I had finished it. Uh as much fun as it was, it definitely had some issues, mostly with uh, glitches related to trophies. For example, uh, there's a trophy for only using melee combat, and there's a trophy for only using ranged combat. But the thing is, is if you want to go for that trophy, you know, when you beat the game, you can get a new game plus. But if you want to get that trophy, you can't start on a new game plus you have to start on a fresh game. And so I did that. But then the thing is, is you can't just start on a fresh game 
there's some kind of glitch in it where you have to erase all your saves so that you don't have any saves in which you've used ranged combat or you don't have any saves in which you in which you've used melee combat um so uh, just doing that and having to play through the game again uh was kind of tough and also the thing was is they added three they call them dlc but they're actually patches because they weren't optional and they were all free (laughs) um and so the first two were fine. The first one was, if I remember correctly, the first one was Halloween theme or maybe the second one was Halloween themed. But uh, one of them was Halloween themed where you can get some kind of witchy gear. You know, you can get like a magic broomstick as a spear and you can get uh, some a witch hat that I think makes potions last longer or something like that. And you can get uh, kind of a witch's robe, which on death you resurrect one time. So you can get those sort of things. And then on this, the other DLC, they added some kind of stealth type gear. Uh, so it made you, you know, you could, when you were in stealth mode, you could actually go invisible to hide from monsters. Uh, they added the glider. Then they added some new puzzles to the game that incorporated some of these elements, you know, because it used to just be you find a tower, you activate it, you're done. And so here they added kind of new puzzles like, oh, this tower has a gong and you have to, you know, shoot the gong with an arrow or this one, you know, you have to glide across or this one, the gong is missing. You have to, you know, you get a map and you have to, you know, find the X and and dig it up. And so those two, I felt really added to the game in a very positive and good way. The third DLC, though, added basically ghosts to the game. And because some of the some of the trophies, like for instance, the uh, you know only using melee combat or only using ranged combat, you can get through most of the game without having to do a lot of combat. And originally, you could you know unless you needed a resource, you could basically avoid it. And once you did that, it was kind of like or for instance, going through the game and you're only using your basic tools, so you're only using a stick and your knife, and that's it. And that's pretty doable if all you need to do is kill pigs. But then when these ghost guys come out, you know they there are special weapons that do special damage against them uh, and regular weapons don't do that much damage against them. And because of that, it made it, you know, kind of difficult to get some of these trophies. And so it wasn't that it was overly hard, but it slowed you down significantly. So I, I feel like I really wish they would update a new patch that would make the third patch, you know, you could turn them on or off. You know, I want this one or I don't want that one. Uh, if they did that, it would be great. Some of the physics were kind of weird, you know, where you're getting a big boat and you're sailing super fast and then the, the front digs into the water and then just the whole thing flips over three times. And um, But overall, I love this game. It was a lot of fun. I would love to see another game made in much the same way. Uh, I'd love to see some quality of life improvements. Like, for example, uh, if you run out of sticks, sometimes you run out of sticks, but you have lots of lumber. I would love to see... Uh, you'd be able to say strip lumber into into bundles of sticks, or uh, be able to use silk rope in you know instead of uh, grass rope, you know, because sometimes I just don't have grass rope and I do have silk. So things like that I think could really improve it. But uh, overall, I just absolutely love this game. I always wanted to do a review. Uh, the only reason I didn't was because if I had downloaded my gameplay of it, there's a there's me in the lower right hand corner and on reviews I don't like to see me in the reviews because I'm talking and there's me in the corner who's not talking. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'll reinstall it and play it for a couple hours, get some footage and make a review sometime. So that's my plan with that one. Uh, the next game is the game I am playing currently, which is Ghost of Tsushima, as Phil likes to call it. Uh, but the true name is Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut. And... Yeah, I'm playing it. I played through. I, I am now. I've reached where I can enter the DLC, and then I stopped because I was going to do that on Monday. But then there was the request that I do the uh, show some of the online multiplayer. So on Monday, I ended up streaming the online multiplayer. Absolutely love it. Beautiful game. Graphics are great. In the original on the PS4, they had you know the load times. I timed it out, and they were something like fifteen you know, 10, 15 seconds, maybe for a load time. They weren't very long. They added a a patch that updated it and the load times were reduced down to like 
four or five seconds. And now on the PS5, it's, you know, screen goes black, screen comes back, and you're across the map. So there are almost no load times. So that is amazing that they were able to pull that off. The haptic feedback is fantastic. I mean, you can really kind of feel like every time they click the sword, you can feel it when you draw the bow. It, uh, you know, you can feel the the control. It's kind of worried me a couple times because they have the speaker on the controller, and it's really cool when you're doing a sword fight and you hear that cling and it comes out of the speaker, but the haptic feedback kind of jostles you at the same time. So it, it kind of it it gives you a very, very kind of not. I'm not gonna say real, but it, it gives you a very good sensation that a rumble pack wouldn't do. Hey cats, yeah. Um, so that's absolutely fantastic. But yeah, there have been times where I'm pulling back the, the bow and the bow kind of does this creaking sound. And that combined with the rumble pack uh, or with the uh, haptic feedback, sometimes I feel like, oh no, something's, something's broken inside the controller, but it's not. It's just this, it's just a combination of the haptic feedback and the sound coming out of it. Um, but yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. It's great. They're adding uh, rivals mode, which is to legends, which I think is kind of similar to gambit in uh destiny where what you are is you basically have your your team and their team and you fight demons and you want to defeat the demons faster than they do and you can get uh currency for defeating things and you can use those to kind of buy things to screw over the other team Uh, so that should give multiplayer a little bit more longevity because it's going to vary it up a little bit more uh, but yeah, I absolutely love this game and I highly recommend it if anybody ever gets the chance. Phil might be sick of it, but Phil hasn't actually played it. So maybe if he gave it a shot, he might. Not allowed. Can't get out. He's not allowed, exactly. <laughs> so that's a testament right there to just how great this game is. It is fantastic. I absolutely love it. And that's going to lead me into my future game, which is kind of in the same vein, Horizon Forbidden West. I am super looking forward to this game. I loved the first one absolutely great i mean this was the kind of thing where i had heard all the hype around the witcher 3 and my whole time playing the richer three the witcher 3 i just wanted to pull out horizon zero dawn a second time i will admit the story in witcher 3 is better and you know the fact that you can choose your own path you know horizon uh zero dawn was very linear in terms of story but the combat and the gameplay and horizon in my opinion was just leagues better you know, the bow play and, and and everything like that. So I absolutely loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I've been super pumped about Horizon Forbidden West. It looks fantastic. And yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to seeing where they go with the story. We kind of left on a cliffhanger in the previous game. Uh, and yeah, so and I have a PS5 now, so I'm going to be able to capitalize on all these beautiful, beautiful graphics and everything and 60 frames per second. So super pumped. Uh, It was supposed to come out this holiday season. Unfortunately, it's been delayed. However, it's been delayed to February 18th, which coincidentally is my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Uh, I already know what gift I will be getting myself. So (laughs) all right. So any comments here before we move into future things or news? Well, this is totally the kind of games I would like to play, so I think it's not really Phil's cup of tea. Quite possibly. I don't know. Phil, did you ever play uh, the original Horizon Zero Dawn? Mm-mm. It's fantastic. And I disagree with you. I love Witcher, but I am absolutely head of heels for the story of Horizon. Like, uh, you know, if you read all the dialogues and all the story about the old world, I just love it really, really well. Oh, no, I loved the story of Horizon Zero Dawn. I was just saying that uh, in Horizon Zero Dawn, it's 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 kind of linear. You don't have a lot of choices, whereas in Witcher, you know, you could kind of, which I didn't feel the choices were that significant anyway. I, I guess I'm not going to put um, Forbidden West on PS4, which is killing me because uh, they are. It's on PS4. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, the original, but Forbidden, Forbidden West. Forbidden West, they said it's supposed to be cross-gen, I think. Pretty sure. Oh, I'd love, because I don't want to buy a PS5 just for that, but... Yep, PS4, PS5. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Because I absolutely... The only thing I didn't like about uh, Horizon uh, was the DLC, which was in this, you know, like a Tibet kind of like massive snow and it was released in Canada in the middle of winter. 
<laughs> when I saw, you know, like alloy like this in the snow, like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Just need to get out for that. I don't need to sit in a video game. <laughs> That's the only problem I had with this. So that oh, I didn't no. enjoy that part as much. Oh, no, I love no, the no. DLC. Yeah, my, my only problem with uh, Horizon was melee combat. You know, I, I, I didn't, I felt like the spear combat wasn't super great, but uh, that's okay. You, you almost never use it. It's, yeah, it's, it's really 99% bow combat anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. And the end, uh, the uh, end game uh, weapons, the one which strips the armor. Oh, that was beautiful. <sighs> yes. Fantastic. I loved pulling the armor or the weapons off of uh, like a thunder jaw and then you get to use it against it. Exactly. Question on the Iki Island. Uh, mm-hmm. I hear a lot about multiplayer, but I didn't get it yet. I did Ghost of Tsushima and I really want to get the DLC, but I hear it's really multiplayer based. So do you still have the uh, solo game or? Iki Island is entirely solo. It's uh, the, ah. there's an update <clears throat> to Legends. Um, but Iki Island, Iki Island is a, is a solo thing. The, the so updates I to will, Legends haven't even come out yet. So at some point after Scarlet Nexus and Tales of Horizons, I will get it. <laughs> yeah, I think they also Hopefully have multiplayer. You can, for $20 US, I think they're selling the multiplayer individually. So if you yeah, have no, no interest in the I actual game. I don't do multiplayer. That's oh, okay. Now, Iki Island is its own story. The multiplayer updates, I don't even think you need the director's cut for those i think those I don't are think just so. free updates i think i can, can just uh yeah i can just download yeah. it on my base game yeah i think yes, the multiplayer well. is just updates because the original legends was free if you had the game as well it was not yes well just an update yeah 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 so yeah Iki island single player yeah so much to look forward to yeah yeah i feel like ghost of tsushima and uh and Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn are, are are opposite ends of the of the same coin. The two games feel so much alike, but I mean, I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn just did ranged combat amazingly well, whereas Ghost of Tsushima just does melee combat amazingly Absolutely. well. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, I said, sorry. I, I searched for uh, Horizon Forbidden West, and, it, and the first thing I noticed was there's a new God of War Ragnarok coming out next year. So that's exciting. Yes, that yes. was the the best thing about that game. It's told me that there's another God of War coming out. Super happy. I never played God of War. God of War. I never played. Really? Yeah, I know. I know that. I never played. I've played the first two. I haven't played after mm-hmm. that. So I played the third one and then the missus saw me playing it um, and then she decided to play it and then she played the, I've not played the new one yet, the Ragnarok. Ragnarok no, Ragnarok's the new one. What's the last one? The last one was just God of War. Uh, just God of War. I think like three of them were called like God of War. Or like the first one's God of War. I think the last one was just recently, was just called God of War. Um, hmm. Creative so did you walk name. in at the right moment or the right moment? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's why she decided to play it because she walked. Oh, that's why. Me. Yeah, she saw me doing the 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 uh, mini game, the the special time in God of War. Is it two or three, whichever one, where you're uh, you're you're uh, pleasuring for services to to complete the mission? And she was like, "Oh!" And then the next thing I know, she was playing it. So there we go. <laughs> there you go. You got to keep her, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if we have no more comments there, uh, you guys want some news or do you want to talk about the future of where we're thinking about going with the podcast? Your choice. (laughs) I mean, we've kind of talked about the future of the podcast in the the past, and uh, I don't really know if we have anything more to say. Do we really? I mean, uh, well, what are your, uh, Antoine, what are your and Phil's kind of plans for moving forward? Moving forward as this, like, if you've been watching my streams, you see that I have a lot of troubles with sound and everything. So I think I'm going to move out of streaming and do some uh, videos. And good thing you talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm going to do videos based on the lore of Horizon Zero Dawn. And hopefully I will do the same for Forbidden West because I really love the, the story, which I love way more than the actual gameplay, although the gameplay was great. So I just want to talk about the story in my own special way. And uh, and I am having so much trouble with the actual video part. The script is uh, in French, by the way. I'm doing it in French and in English. I, I just don't know which 
is the one which would be most popular. So I'm going to do both. And on the first episode, I would love to see if you can watch both videos with, you know, the the subtitles in the other language and tell me which one you prefer. Do you prefer in original French with English subtitles, in English with my crappy accent, or I write the script, give it to the English native speakers and they relay the story for you, which I think would be, you know, like much more pleasing to your ears. So yeah, I want to I want to have your comments on it. Uh yeah, I don't mind. To see where we are going. Yeah, so we're gonna do a pilot episode basically, which is gonna set of the tracks for the rest of the series because i really want to do these lore stories all right uh very good uh yeah <laughs> so <laughs> perfect yeah you're very we, good we've, we've not had one of his uh his uh oh no i, looked, I couldn't find one <laughs> unfortunately i have uh this one oh my god that is a wound to my heart but uh <laughs> <laughs> but i couldn't find uh I, like oh no i couldn't i couldn't find one of those i don't know why we miss your korean come back <laughs> yeah i was gonna say actually oh i don't know what games he plays uh, one of my uh videos that i posted recently i think it was uh it's called oh my god multi warlord matches has a french guy in it actually uh, and we were discussing yeah, yeah, Remy. Yeah, Scott. Uh, so, uh, yeah, interesting. Maybe I'll have to send you contact details, find out if you play a similar game, and you can talk, do a French, whatever you do. Blah, blah. <laughs> oh, whatever. They, you, know. <laughs> you sound like Flight of the Concord there. Oui, oui. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> <Ooh> la, la. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know if people have been watching. I've been releasing a lot of videos, but I was really struggling to find time to do the streaming and decided uh, rather than focus on that and, and struggling to play games that I was really wanting to stream and, and being interested in having stuff to talk about that I, I would switch over to making uh, shorter videos for YouTube, uh, which, uh, so I've been spamming at the moment for Warhammer Chaos and Conquest. That's going to slightly change once I've got a good background of videos out there. I'm going to be looking at changing into other games. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 is high on that list. Uh, it might be next. Uh, so expect like, uh, you know, top 10 characters favorite moments that somebody dies uh people i wish never would come back to life you know usual videos you'd expect from my top 10 lists sounds great <laughs> all right <laughs> uh yeah and i'm just going to basically continue doing what i'm doing so <laughs> with the streaming and uh i'll try to do more reviews so i found a new way that i can record my video uh, while I am streaming and I can record it without me and then I can stream with me. So now that I figured that out, I'm going to try to capitalize on that and then I can come up with some footage and use that for a review similar to what I did with the Hunter Legacy. Hunter, yeah, Hunter's Arena Legacy. Legacy? Legends. Legends. Hunter's Arena Legends. You can see how much I uh, love that game. It's actually a lot of fun, I will admit. I, I gave it kind of a bad, a bad uh, rap. Bad review, but, uh, yeah, very bad review. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing is I got it for free. So for free, I loved it, but I would have never bought it <laughs> as a free game. Right. I like it. You know, if it was if it was like League of Legends and it was free, I would highly, highly recommend it. But the fact that you have to pay for it unless you got it, you know, for free on PlayStation Plus by luck. And it's just no, nah, it's a it's a free game because especially with they have like the, the microtransactions and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And with so many great games you have at the moment, why would you punish yourself? It's true. I well, it's not a punishment. I did re I did thoroughly enjoy it. But uh, to be honest, if I had to choose between it and Apex, I probably would actually go with Apex. So, but uh, yeah, so we got a few minutes left, so we can go over some news. All right, let me find where I put that news thing. I can't find it now. Ah, okay. So uh, the new PS5 is a little lighter. And that is a play on words because in two ways. So the first way is they released a new PS5 model uh, that is like the 1.1 versus the 1.0. It is about, I think they said 0.6 pounds lighter or something like that. It's a little bit lighter, just a small bit. And the other change that they made was in the base plate on the original model, you have to use a screwdriver to screw it in. This one has a thumb screw. So it's got like a little plastic piece where you can screw it in with your finger. You don't need a screwdriver to, to screw in the base plate. Those are the only two differences. Now, the reason it is lighter is because they've stripped down the, uh, the heat sink. And because they're using a different heat sink, it actually runs three to five degrees Celsius hotter 
than the original PS5 model. So a lot of people have been giving it a lot of flack for that, for running hotter, because, you know, they're like, oh, you know, it's running hotter. That means it's not going to run as well. Well, initial tests show that basically it runs exactly as well as the original PS5. So if you do get the newer model, it will run a little bit hotter, you know, three to five degrees Celsius, but it will be, you know, performing at basically the uh, the same performance. The fan has been updated to compensate for the for the smaller heat sink. Uh, and for what it's worth, it's kind of funny that uh, I've seen a lot of Xbox people giving the new PlayStation a lot of crap because it's running hotter when the original PlayStation ran something like 15 degrees cooler than the Xbox X series. So the fact that this one is running three to five degrees hotter than the original PS5 still puts it cooler than that. So um, it is hotter, but it's it's perfectly within the range of acceptable heat. Uh, so yes, it is a little bit lighter in both. Uh, it is a little lighter, I should say, in both the fact that uh, it produces heat and the actual weight. So that is, I just, sorry, I couldn't resist the pun there. Um, so Antoine, you had, it looked like you had a little bit of a comment to say. No, I was just thinking maybe they saw, they saw the heat sink was, you know, a bit expensive. So they took the uh, cheaper Chinese version and they uh, said, no, no, it's uh, totally uh, acceptable, you know, five degrees. Mm. Yeah, but, five degrees. Uh, would, would, uh, wouldn't that uh, hurt the hardware in the long run? Oh well, it's still running. It's still running cooler than uh, it's still running cooler than the X series, and I think it's actually running cooler than the PlayStation Four yeah, still. So I don't think it's okay. yeah. I think it's still within the range of acceptability. Okay, um, if you compare to to PS Four, it's fine because Xbox is well known for its reliability. So uh, <laughs> I won't compare to X. What's the point? But yeah, I think it, I think it runs hotter than the PS Four. I think it runs cooler than the PS Four still. So it, uh, well, yeah, it should be an issue. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, don't uh, didn't they have any uh, issue of um, stocks PS5? They did, and it's on. It's uh, yeah, but the thing the thing was that part of the stock shortage is because of the microprocessor. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, the little the, the chips that uh, there's a chip shortage, and that was what was causing it. So that shouldn't have to do with the heatsink. So I'm not quite sure why the change. Uh, yeah, but for exactly. whatever reason, they made the change in the heatsink. It's a little bit lighter, and yeah, they changed up the fan to help uh, alleviate that. So I okay. don't know. And that's the thing too is is they say that the exhaust is three to five degrees hotter. Nobody's tested the C, uh, the the CPU yet, so we don't know if the CPU is actually running hotter or if it's because it's exhausting hotter, it's actually pulling more heat off of it. We're not sure. So yeah, we need to wait for somebody to to see what the temperature of the cpu is for that uh and other news real quick because we're running out of time here in fact we've ran out of time but that's okay this will be really short uh gaming is good for you according to a study uh gaming burned playing two hours of call of duty burns as many calories as a thousand sit-ups or roughly 400 calories, which is about two Big Macs. So if you play an intensive, now this has to be an intensive game where you're like, really into it, but it burns about the equivalent of two Big Macs, which uh, I was very surprised by, not by the number of calories that gaming burns, but I was more surprised by the how few calories uh, sit-ups burn, apparently. Because <laughs> I would have thought sit-ups would have burned more than that, but no, apparently a thousand sit-ups only burns two Big Macs worth of calories. Uh, so... Yeah, so yeah, apparently, yeah, nerd rage is healthy. Apparently, when you get mad and you get into it, the thing is, is you have to keep your heart rate up. So it has to be. If you're playing casual gaming, it doesn't work. It has to be the kind of game where your heart rate's up, which is probably, on the one hand, you're burning more calories, but in other ways, you're probably causing a lot of stress. And yeah, I don't know if it's actually healthy in the long run. Um, But uh, yeah, this was uh, released. This was a scientific study. However. It should be noted that this highest scientific study was conducted by a company that runs an e-gaming uh, expedition, exposi- whatever, group thing. So there might have been a slight scientific bias in this. So take everything you learn with a grain of salt. Uh, obviously, gaming is not going to replace going outside and walking around in a circle for two hours or whatever. Unless it's, unless <laughs> it's Pokemon Go. Unless it's, yeah, True. unless it's Pokemon Go, which... Yep, that's true. Okay, so maybe, yeah, maybe they were, uh, maybe they were testing Pokemon Go players, and then just said it was Call of Duty. Who knows? <laughs> maybe that's what it was. 
Just um, think of all that all that exercise and calories that those Chinese children are going to miss out on now with only their one hour on Fridays Now, now and they're limited to three hours a week. They mm. are only they are not allowed to game uh, Monday to Friday at all. And they are only allowed, I think, uh, I lost 20 kg playing Pokemon Go. See, there you go, 20 kg. That's uh, that's more than a baby's worth of weight. So that's like <laughs> two or more. three babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, as all those poor Chinese children are now limited to three uh, hours a week. We've seen it's the set hours as well. It's between like 8 and 9 p.m. or something. So they're all going that one hour of really busy gaming time. Yeah, and 8 and 9 p.m. <laughs> on, on Sunday. And then I think maybe there's, yeah, or something like that. So yeah, if you're under 18, you are limited by law to three gaming hours a week. And it's only on weekends. And it's only within set hours. Um, but uh, we're not going to get too political on that because we did that. How rubbish is that? Ago. You're playing a game and you're just right near the end of the level and it's like, oh no, your time is up. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to be enforced mm. because it's for children. It's not for adults. So how are they going to know that a child's playing and not an adult is playing unless they have some guy knocking down on your door at like nine o'clock? Like, hey, you know, is your kid in bed? All right. But yeah, they're and they're because he's a the cowboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's they're, they're policed by cowboys, apparently. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to do the Chinese accent. That's, um, yeah, that can be troublesome. <laughs> so, uh, that would be perfect for a, oh no. I don't have that, but I do have this. I do have this. Get money. Maybe it's like the Indian person, you know, Indian people like to make money. That sounds a little bit racist, but I'm sorry. I'm Indian. I can just make it. <laughs> so, that's the closest I got there. Um, but yeah, and then finally, the last piece of news uh, on Steam, there is a developer who has come out and said that they are basically quitting game development because they were releasing these kind of micro games that you can finish within an hour or so. Uh, and this was a short game. And what people when Steam were doing is they were playing the game. They were giving it high reviews. And because the game could be beaten in, that, in about an hour, they were refunding it for their full refund. The game was, I think, $10. Uh, so you were paying about $10 for an hour long game which is kind of comparable to a movie ticket i guess in a way but uh yeah so people are playing it for an hour beating it and then they're like give me my money back and this uh developer said screw it i'm not gonna do it anymore and there's been quite a few mixed reactions some people are saying that uh maybe they should tie uh refunds in with achievements so you know if you reach a certain achievement or something like that you can't refund anymore but of course that could be problematic because people can just say hey that first achievement now you can't uh now you can't refund it and that first achievement is enter the game right uh so yeah so doing that isn't a good solution uh and uh yeah they're not quite sure what they're gonna do but uh you know it's unfortunate and of course, there are people on the other side who say, hey, you know what? As a developer, maybe you should make a game that's a little longer than an hour, you know, and then not charge 10 bucks for it. So, yeah, I don't know. You guys got any opinions on that or? Not especially. I seem to, uh, I do recall some very short games, very sweet and very nice, uh, which were on DS, which were more than $10 and still very short. I... It's really bad manner to refund, but you know that's the loophole of the system. So yeah, you can a... do that, and it's just not not respectful to the editor. And of course, they will stop. They don't make money, and they they don't meet uh, hands. Of course, they will stop. So that's just killing uh, the poor editor. And yeah, I guess they could go. I think it's three hours at least to before. Uh, if you play at least three hours, then it's you can two, refund. I think. I think it's two, two hours or fourteen days. It's yeah. Then I guess they need to go over two hours, which might affect the quality of their work, which is a shame, but that's the only thing they can do. Yeah, I finished Donut County in, I think, three hours, um, but I wouldn't have refunded that. That was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think part of it, I think I think it's kind of, there's an argument on both sides. On the one hand, you know, people, come on, don't abuse the system. Uh, but on the other hand, it is, it is hard to regulate. Regulate, yeah. So I don't know. If you really need ten dollars that bad, play demos that are free. <laughs> There's plenty of free games out there, by the way. You know, you, you can you can play free games. So yeah, on um, Epic every day. Uh, on the, yeah, no, not Epic. Epic Source, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, and then I I don't know. Yeah, I don't obviously have all the details. It got good reviews for the people that did review it. Um, but uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe people thought, hey, this is a great game, but I was actually expecting it to be longer. I'm kind of disappointed here. Uh, so maybe they thought the gameplay was good, but the length was too short. 
hard to say. Uh, but yeah, so that is it for today. We are done. And thank you all for coming. Next week, we haven't quite decided on our theme yet, but we will be... Uh, we will have one obviously ready for you. Korean should be returning soon. I don't think next week. I think it's either the end of the end of uh, this coming month, uh, the end of September, or maybe early November. Hopefully, though, sooner rather than later, he will be returning, and then I won't have to use sound clips or pictures that I drew a year ago. So to fill him in, uh, we will not be doing this again next week for Korean. But uh, this being the one year anniversary, we needed him to be here. So uh, thank you for joining us, Korean. And uh, so before we go, thank you all for watching. As I just said, make sure you subscribe to YouTube or Facebook. Make sure you click the bell so that you can get notified. Uh, make sure that you you know try to watch the live show if you can, because we do edit the, some things sometimes. And obviously, when we do do that, you're going to miss out on some stuff. So yeah, that's all I have to say for today. Uh, Antoine and Phil, any last comments? No, seeing. Just uh, have a good week. Bill's ready to go to sleep. He's been up all night. And he's no, I'm a screening to... test. I've got my, my, my COVID screening test. Oh, yeah, test he's got work. his COVID screening test to look forward to. Wow, I can still feel it in my nose just thinking about it. And that was two weeks ago. All right. So, <laughs> All right, then with that, we're going to bid you adieu. Did I say that correctly, Antoine? Adieu. Yes. All right, adieu. very good. <laughs> adieu. Adieu. <laughs> that's, right. that's cute. You can say it like this, yeah. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. Thank you very much. I did it... Uh, in a cute way. Thank you. All right. Well, with that, guys, we will see you all again later. Bye-bye and have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the outro right now in my mind. Oh, yeah. I forgot to do Korean's outro. All right. Thanks, everyone. We will see you as usual on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. I had that. <laughs>